If the roar of the crowd gives you goosebumps, cashing a slip makes you grin, and above all, you love making your bookie cry, then you're in the right place. The number one spot for premier betting advice and wild opinions, shared with a fan base like no other. Welcome home. This is the Punch List MMA Podcast. What's going on, ladies and germs? We're back. We're back. Not the normal uh, Tuesday release, but still getting something to you on a Wednesday. Tried to give myself a day. You know, I naturally got the audio audio velvet anyway, but I got a bit of a sore throat, something upper respiratory, got a bit of a kickety cough going on. So you'll hear me clear my throat, which sucks. I know I'll also be really nasally boogery and sound like I have a mouthful of mashed potatoes because my body continues to fail me. <laughs> it's just not, I can't, I can't make heads or tails. Uh, anyway, let's recap what was a fantastic night this past Saturday, UFC 295 taking place. In New York City, Madison Square Garden, headlined by Yuri Prohaska and Alex Pereira. What did we do? What did we do? We sat down. We gave out. We, I, the pejorative we, all of us, Punchless Nation, sat down and we threw some darts at the board, right? We threw nine bets total up. Uh, and here, here's the best part about it. All nine of those bets cashed. All nine of them cashed we went perfect clean sweep we add that to the nicholas dalby child pareo play from the week prior and we have now hit our last 11 bets in a row ufc 295 we brought home 42.39 units 42.39 we brought home 11 units on the sao paulo event so I'm just going to go ahead and throw this out there. You already know, 53.39 units in the last two events alone. A return to form, perhaps? Maybe, maybe not. We shall see. Uh, Alex Pereira knocked out Yuri Prohaska. Some people think the stoppage is a little premature. I can get on board with that. Uh, but y- even Yuri said, you know, two, three seconds, it doesn't really change the outcome that much. So, um, he's kind of in on board with it. Uh, what else do we have? We had in the co-main event, we had Aspinall versus Pavlovich. Dude, under one and a half at minus 200. That's free money. That was, that's free, free money, free 50% ROI right there. That's what that is. Uh, and we cashed, we cashed Benoit Saint-Denis got the, uh, Got the win over Matt Frivola. And look, this is what we talk about, right? We've said this. Anybody that listens to the show for a long period of time, domino effect is real, man. Domino effect is real. We were on the Jamal Emmers, Dennis Bazooka fight doesn't go the distance. That was at plus money. Jamal Emmers goes out there and sleeps Dennis Bazooka in the very first round. Who is that a teammate of? Uh, Sadim, not, or uh, uh, Sadim, I don't, goodness gracious. I can't remember the kid's name. What the hell? Why is my brain? I just literally just went full blank. I like wanted to combine two fighters there. That's not that's not what we're supposed to do. 
This is bad radio. Give me a second here. I'm losing my mind here. Saida, but why can't I think of this kid's name? I know you guys are sitting there screaming it right now. Nazim Sadikov. I was getting it all mixed up, man. I had the S and the N backwards in my brain. Nazim Sadikov. Him and Slava Claus fought to a draw, which it's the first, I mean, one of the first, not one of the first, but one of the only times I've ever seen the judges actually get a draw right. They actually got that one right. Uh, but yeah, Bazooka, teammate of Nazim Sadikov. And who else? Matt Frivola. You go out there, see your teammate that you prepped with the whole time, get slept in a minute and a half. Um, not even, you know, it just, it takes a toll down the, uh, the, the, the domino effects real cashed on loopy. Godinez. Look, man, I, I just, there are spots where you play loopy. There are spots where you avoid loopy, uh, but you're going to mess around and give us to give, give it to her, uh, give us to her at minus 175 against an untested Tabitha Ricci. Please, please love that. Uh, the John Castaneda play, one of my more confident plays, you know, he didn't look as good as I expected him to look. I thought that was going to be an easy five-unit banger, if I'm being honest. And uh, he had to work for it a little bit more than I wanted him to. I really thought he would, would go through that a lot easier. Diego Lopez over Pat Sabatini. Damn it, that's, a, that's another one in hindsight you just wish you would have backed the truck up for. You really do. I mean, it just it looked so good, but you think, well, maybe not. You know, you just never know. Right. You just never know. And you, you don't want to let your own greed. You don't want to let your own biases. Right. Like I said on the show, this isn't the Philly fade, but it kind of was. It kind of was in the heart of hearts. You guys know how I feel about fighters out of Philadelphia. It kind of was, you know, so I didn't back up the way I wanted to. But, dude, we, we still crushed that, you know. So all in all, we cashed all nine plays, including the parlay. Um, massive night, just a massive, massive night. Uh, and we, we got a lot of momentum. So with that being said, here's where we have to honestly assess things, okay? So I took the time over the weekend, you know, took the time after all the other things we've had going on, and, and I've looked at this. I've looked at this this card extensively, and I'm, I'm just going to be honest and forthright with you here. There's not a lot of spots that I really like. There's really not. And part of Part of this game is knowing when to trust your instincts on it. And I, I'm looking at the plays. And when I find myself, you know, sort of what I what I try to do in my brain is, is I look at the, the matchups before I look at the odds. And I handicap them myself. Then I'll go look at the odds. And if I'm close on something, then I feel like I should fire on it more. Now, if it's really off, like really off, then, you know, your average person will go, that's where you should be firing is that, you know. But for me, that makes me feel like maybe there's something I don't know, right? It's one of these, one of these, some, because like, Vegas, Vegas has more financially invested in this than I do. Vegas isn't going to put out an atrocious line. They'll put out a bad line from, from you know, from time to time. But they're not going to put out something that they're going to get their asses kicked on. Very rarely is that going to happen. And very rarely is that going to happen consistently across all the books. So when I look at something and I think, oh, man, they should be a huge favorite there. And they're actually an underdog. I'm like, yo, what am I missing here? And there are a lot of those this week. 
a lot of them, which really is making me go, I don't know um, if if this is something I need to be reassessing or, or what's going on here. So I'm, I'm going to slowly, slowly, slowly back away from this event with my hands held high here, um, not making any moves for the old, you know, pocketbook. I don't want the, I don't want to get snuffed out here. Um, let's give you some examples. Let's give you some examples. Time, uh, first one, first one that I thought, you know, I, I don't know why this is as close as it is. And full disclosure, um, full disclosure, I, I have three plays that we're going to talk about. I wish I would have went smaller on them because I, 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 I let it rip, and then the more I, I the more I sat about it, I was like, oh, I don't know, man. I I'm not sure. I'm not sure. So the three plays I have, I'm in big. It'd be a damn shame if I had to give back give back all the money that we made the last two weeks. So, whew, excuse me, got me freaking yawning, bro. First play I have is JSP Jonathan Pierce over Yo Anderson Brito. Brito at 15 and 3, Pierce at 14 and 4. Line wise, Pierce at a minus 130, Brito plus 110. Um, some books have it as a pick 'em. You know, uh, it, this line's kind of all over the place. That 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 quarter sort of bouncing all over. Um, I'm on I'm on the JSP side here, right now. I love his grit. I love the way he switches things up. I love the relentless pressure. I, I just love everything about this kid. Um, the The loss to Joe Lozon is a non-factor to me, right? That's that's contender series fade. That's all that was. That's a contender series fade. Comes comes off that loss to Joe Lozon, rattles off five in a row. Um, would have loved to have seen him get the Bryce Mitchell bout. But obviously, you know, we we move on away from that. But then you got Yo Anderson Brito on the other side. Uh, again, lost to Bill Algio, but what was it? What it was directly following the contender series. That's a contender series fade. So we're going to cross that out. But then his wins are over Andre Feely, Lucas Alexander, and Weston Wilson. Now I know the Weston Wilson thing was like a very last second step in. He was like a minus eight hundred favorite. But comparison to the JSP record against Darren Elkins. Mach 1, Amir Khani, Christian Rodriguez, Omar Morales, and Kai Kamaka. I think the strength of schedule here is going to land on um, the side of JSP. I just wonder about the inactivity. You know, it, it's, it's, it's our first time seeing him fight this year. It's been almost a full calendar year since we've seen him. You know, Brito obviously has been a lot more active in that absence. Uh, you know, we saw him beat Weston Wilson back in July. Still a couple month layoff, but you know, I, I just dude, Joe Anderson Brito's 28 years old. That mug looked like he's 47. He looks 47 years old. That looks like somebody you call him Uncle Joe Anderson. Like that, that, that dude is an uncle. That dude is old, man. I want to see a birth certificate. There's no way in hell this dude's 28 years old. I'm 38 and look 48. This dude's 28 and looks 58. What is in the water in Brazil ages you like this? This dude is, 
He looked like he made out of petrified wood. Jeez, oh man. Anyway, I'm on JSP money line here. Strength of schedule, relentless cardio, relentless pressure. The same thing that got Bill Algio the win, I think, is what gets JSP the win. He just has to be short. We got to be sure he doesn't get caught with an uppercut because he shoots sloppy, sort of lean down, Ben Askren style takedowns. We don't want him to get caught with something coming in. We don't want the neck to get squeezed. Uh, other than that, I think we get him out. I, I, I think we get we walk out of this with with the W, with the Wler. I think we get out of it with the Wler. Um, next play, I really like Nicholas Moda taking on Trey Ogden. I, I don't mean to sound like a Trey Ogden hater, although I I do spit a lot of hate towards Trey Ogden, and, and I'm sure you know a lot of it might be unfounded. But uh, when it comes to this dude, I, I just I don't. I don't know if he's a UFC level talent, if we're being honest. You know, lost to Jordan Levitt, lost to Ignacio Bahamondes, the win over Daniel Zellhuber. Um, yeah, I lost money on that fight. I'm not gonna lie, I did. I was on Zellhuber there, but I think everybody was really. Um, so you know, I, I question it's not so much I question Ogden and whether or not he belongs based on the three fights. But just based on the eyeball test of what we see, he just does not seem like a dude that's going to be with the promotion for very long, right? He's in his mid-30s, clearly not going to make a run at anything. <coughs> Excuse me, not really going to make a, make noise anywhere. I, I don't really know what his the expectation for a guy like him is career-wise at this point besides collect a couple checks and go away. Um, I think this might be the end of that losing three out of four. Yeah. I mean the four fight, your initial four fight deal uh, and they give you Nicholas Moda right off the, you know, as the last one, I, I think they're trying to tell you something, right? I think they're trying to tell you something you might not be wanting to tell yourself. Um, now that said on the Nicholas Moda side, yeah, Long Miller, but you got that veteran old man work there, right? That old man beat you up. Uh, then he beat the shit out of Cam Van Camp. We we knew that was coming. Um, but then he took the L to, to Manuel Torres. Now, to be honest with you, that is not something that I saw coming. Um, I, 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 I was on the Moda side there. Now, when I look at a guy like Trey Ogden, who's that stiff, you know, non-flowy, rigid uh, style fighter, I mean, he just – he echoes – the same skill set of a Cam Van Camp. So I'm going to take Moda here. I'm going to take Moda getting a good line on him still, which again, I don't understand, which is why I wish maybe I didn't go as big as I did on it. You know, maybe I'm, maybe I'm, maybe I'm due to learn a lesson here. Maybe I am. Maybe I am. I don't know. Nicholas Moda minus 128, minus 130. Pick him with Trey Ogden. I mean, this is the loser gets cut fight for sure. I mean, it's every it's both of their both of them their four fight their fourth fight both of them are one and two. Um, the loot they're they're fighting for the job. They're fighting for their job. So give me uh, give me the the young Iron Nicholas Moda here. Let me let me get him over old ass Trey Parkin. Uh, I think he just has a little bit more tread left on the tires. And then the last play that I have for. Is Brendan Allen money line now? Brendan Allen money line. 
Brendan Allen opened up at like a minus 250. Um, those of you that follow me on bet uh, betmma.tips, you know that whenever that became available a couple weeks back, we locked that in. That, that bet has been sitting there for weeks now. Uh, I've got a max unit on Brendan Allen uh, over, over Paul Craig here. Now, do you have some of the things that I've been hearing Brendan Allen say leading up to this fight? No, I don't. I don't. I don't really love when I hear um, fighters talk about, you know, big fights up ahead of them, championship aspirations when they're when they're barely ranked, things like that nature. Like you know, I've I've always been better than everybody else. I'm so good. I just need to get out of my own way. All this stuff. Some of that's okay, right? Some of that you got to believe in. There is a certain level of arrogance that needs to exist to be a professional fighter. Agreed. Agreed on all accounts. Um, I just don't love the what's next talk. I, I really love when a guy says, you know, I'm dialed in right now. We'll assess after the fact. Um, so I don't love that I lo- that I unloaded on him so early, but I got a better line than, than is out there for you know, anybody right now because the line has moved almost 100 points since then. So good luck, right? Good luck. That's This is kind of where it pays. doesn't pay. Or, well, I guess you could say it pays. <coughs> Excuse me. To to follow along. I'm not, I'm not telling you guys to follow me on betmma.tips because I want you to bet how I bet, right? But, you know, that was something that was brought up months ago by you guys uh or really almost a year ago now where you wanted transparency right you wanted third party tracking so that way it's not like i'm sitting here going oh i went nine and three for 180 units blah 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 and there's no tracking for it right we can track you know this audio exists forever we can go back we can check the receipts and see when something was said but if you want to ascribe a monetary value to it, right, we have to have some sort of third-party tracker. So you asked for the third-party tracker. We spent this whole year. I spent this whole year loading as many of the bets in as I possibly can, uh, tracking everything, even when I was getting pumped. Um, now we're doing the pumping. You know, it it highs and lows. It's all there. You know, it's in there. If you can't read numbers, it's in there in a graph. You can see the graph. If you don't understand graphs, that's in there. You can change the colors. So the, you make the, the good colors this, the bad colors that. You can do whatever whatever your little crayon eating heart desires to help you understand it better. It's there. So that's why we're tracking that. Okay. Now, let's talk about some fights that I thought were going to be wrong. Uh, oh, you want to know why, why I think Brendan Allen is going to beat Paul Craig? Uh, well, one, it's at middleweight, so I, I know Paul Craig, it's all, but it's only a second fight at middleweight, so let's see how he does there. Two, uh, I I think as good as Paul Craig is, I think Brendan Allen's good enough on the ground that he's not going to fall victim to the same dumb shit that Paul Craig gets these people with, right? Pull, pull guard, overhook that arm, throw for the for the you know for the arm bar. I just don't see it. Right, Paul Craig loves to drag you in his guard, loves to throw that overhook, loves to isolate that arm, start working his sweeps, and and go from there. I, I think Brendan Allen's good enough, and I, I would anticipate Brendan Allen being disciplined enough 
to not chase Paul Craig to the ground. I think we see a good portion of this fight where Paul Craig's on his back inviting Brendan Allen down. And Brendan Allen's just kind of standing on the outside while Paul Craig sort of pumps, kicks out to his. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes. So doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. Knees. Um, I think we see a lot of that. Okay. Brendan Allen, just money line there. Those are my only three plays. I'm trying to stay away. And again, I wish I would have went smaller on them um, because these are not super, like super high confidence plays. So my three plays for this event, Brendan Allen money line, Jonathan Pierce money line, Nicholas Mona money line. Those are the three. Those are the three. All right. What fights did I love when they were announced, but can't believe that the odds are what they are. Jake Matthews versus Michael Morales. Michael Morales is a minus 300 favorite over Jake Matthews. Guys, Jake Matthews is, a, is even though he calls himself the Celtic kid, has been around for a coon's age. This dude has been around through it all, right? Losses, Kevin Lee, okay. Andrew Holbrook, that was a bad loss. Yes, we'll agree there. But uh, Anthony Martin, Sean Brady, and Matthew Semmelsberger, those are good losses, man. He be he's beaten everybody else. Velasovic. Zhang Liang, um, dude, Emil Meek, or Mech, rather. You know, the Diego Sanchez, well, we can throw that one away. Diego was doing all kinds of weird shit, acting like he was a rooster. We can throw that one out. Uh, but beat up Andre Fialu, beat up Darius Flowers. You, you know, he's taking on Michael Morales. Yeah, Michael Morales undefeated 15-0. and 0, um, But hardest fight in Michael Morales' career was against Max Griffin. Outside of that, who is he beating? Adam Fuggett and, and 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 Trevin Giles, come on, man, that, that that ain't it, right? That that's not it. Officer Trevin Giles and 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 Fugit, Fuggett, that's it. And we're putting him at a minus three hundred over Jake Matthews. I, I would I would ask you where do you think he's going to get that done? Where do you think he's going to get it done? So I saw this and I was like, oh man, we're going to get it. We're you know I I I like Jake Matthews in this fight. I really do. I, I think this is great. Now I just need to see him at like the minus 180, or I'm sorry, plus 180 spot, plus 150, and I'm ready to rock him, sock him robots. Dude, let's roll this thing. I get on the books, bro, and it's plus 225, plus 260 on Bet Online, plus 260? What? What don't I know? What am I missing? What am I not seeing here? Like, where, where? Where do we warrant this line? Where does this type of data come from? Make this make sense to me. That don't make sense to me, man. I'm staying away. You guys got me shook off of it. If that's the tactic to shake people off, success, bro. Success. I'm shook. That's it. I'm like a deer looking at a bait pile.
don't know. I don't know what to do here. I, should I eat this? Should I back away? I, I'm I'm scared. I'm scared, man. I'm I'm not touching it. It makes me feel like I don't know something. So I'm staying away. I'm staying all the way away. Second one. Second one I don't get. Make bro, make it make sense. Lucy Pudalova, Eileen Perez. Bro, make that make sense to me. Make it make sense. Eileen Perez a minus 185 to Pudalova's plus 160. What? How? How does this on what world does this add up? What did we see in Eileen Perez's last fight that warrants that line? What what is this? She beat Ashley Evans Smith. Ashley Evans Smith that hadn't fought in like two years because she was doing OnlyFans and podcasting and stealing furniture off of porches after responding to ads on Craigslist. She comes out there and beats up Ashley Evans Smith. All of a sudden, we think she's going to beat Lucy Pudalova. What do we? Why do we believe this? Because Pudalova came out and lost a weird, awkward ass Jocelyn Edwards. That's why. That's that's why we thought that, um, bro. I don't I don't know, man. I'm I'm confused. I'm really confused. Um, you know, we've seen Pudalova before, right? Her second stint. This is now her second stint with the promotion. But you know, body of work wise, she's put out some good work, right? Obviously, you know, she beat Ji Young Kim, but I, I don't I I don't know, man. I think I think that first. I think that first fight, that lady with the mom haircut that Alima Malay McFarlane beat up, I think that lady could beat Ji Young Kim. Um, beat the old cupcake, Sarah Morass. But, dude, she, her and Irene Aldana went to war. If you've never seen the Irene Aldana-Lucy Pudalova fight, there's not a lot of women fights out there that exist that are worth re-watching. That one is worth re-watching. Those two chicks went to war. It was like two crazy cat ladies throwing down over, over what was cuter, tabby cats or Scottish folds. They went in on it. Um, lost a decision to Liz Carmouche, but who doesn't, right? Lost to a Shevchenko, of course. Okay. The the loss to Justine Keish, a.k.a. shit herself, that, that was a bad loss. That was a bad loss, right? She gets cut. She goes back to Octagon, beats up every, every chick in Eastern Bloc Europe, Comes back, gets a win over Yanan Wu. Then we, she takes that L to Jocelyn Edwards. Now, Jocelyn Edwards is, is a weird out for everybody because she just stands back with them super thick legs and just pumps teep, kip, teep kicks. It's very tough. She couldn't. She didn't seem to be able to find second gear in order to get that rolling. But again, nothing here that makes me think that Ali Perez should be a minus 185, dude. Um what am I missing? Now, it's women's science for sure, right? Trust the women's science. Go women's underdogs. But, dude, like, maybe just one unit on it. Like, maybe one unit on Lucy Pudalova here. Maybe I shouldn't be stingy. Maybe I won't be stingy. Maybe I'll do one unit on Lucy Pudalova. I may have talked myself into it, talking it out with you. Um. But yeah, that's really it. Those, are the, those two really jumped off the page. Really jumped off the page. Chase Hooper, Jordan Levitt, that's a weird line for me too because that fight will be grappling. Chase Hooper's almost a minus 200, minus 220. My bookie has Chase Hooper at minus 240? I don't know, man. I don't know about that. Should Chase Hooper be a minus 240 over anybody? Ask yourself that with an honest heart. I don't know. I really don't know about that. Um, so 
because the, because I like I said, I, I look at the matchups, I handicap them in my head, then I go look, and when I'm close on, I fire on. Um, I'm real off this time. So I'm just going to do the reasonable, responsible thing, and I'm just going to stay away. I'm just staying away. So uh, I'm, I'll go ahead. May, I'm about to put a low fight. I may add put a low for one unit. That's it. One unit at the plus 160, maybe. Possibly. We'll see. <coughs> we'll see. I want to thank everybody that listened to the show last week. Uh, you guys gave me a lot of good feedback on that episode. Really kind of brought everybody up out of the woodwork with that one. I appreciate that. As always, if you ever want to get in touch with me, chat at punchlistmma.com. Again, chat at punchlistmma.com. Somebody, hold on, I got to throw my man out there. Wait a second. We got to, this, 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 this deserves it. Now, I hope your old lady doesn't listen to this. I don't want you to get in trouble if she does. But let me go to my history here. Shout out to my man, Victor. My man, Victor, looked me up on Venmo. I've never given you all my Venmo ever. My man, Victor, looked me up on Venmo and gave me a dono. Hit me with the dono on, on Venmo for, for the podcast. Victor, you ain't got to do that, bro. You don't have to do that. None of you guys have to do that. Now, am I going to say it's not appreciated? Bro, of course it's appreciated. Dude, of course it is. Of course it is. If you want to bless the Venmo at D-Lip, D-L-I-P, by all means, go ahead. I would, I'm, you, listen, we've been doing, I've been doing this show for, Years now, literal years, right? I've never asked y'all for anything outside of reviews, right? Maybe by, maybe support the show by supporting the show sponsors back when we were in the good graces of the church and we had them, but we don't have them anymore. So um, bro, I never ask anything of y'all, never. I mean, I may say if you like, subscribe, share, all that kind of stuff, but I'll never, nah, man. Uh, but if you want to, I mean, that was appreciated. That was appreciated. That made my day. I called my wife. I was like, you're never going to believe what just came across my Venmo. Somebody donated to the show. She was like, what? That's what I said. What? Didn't make any sense to me. It was appreciated, though. The emails are appreciated. The support is appreciated. I get emails every time somebody subs- or follows along at betmma.tips. If you're if you're wondering why I push this, and I, I don't mean to push it, but again, it's just you asked for it, so that's why I'm saying it. On betmma.tips, that's a website, right? Betmma.tips. There are 5,906 handicappers on there providing picks. 5,906. We are currently... We, us, Punchless Nation, we are currently in 63rd place out of that 5,906 active handicappers. I'm pretty happy with that. Now, in my heart of hearts, I know I'm number one. I know I, I could be number one, but here's the thing. Here's how it it it, it uh, lists these folks, right? It lists it by units of profit. And there are some cats that have been on here for years that are so far ahead. <coughs> you're going to have to be making some Megalodon plays every week to play catch. 
know what I'm saying? So it's not our speed, right? It's not our speed. So we bet responsibly. We we bet with with uh, frugal, fiscal, financial focus. And uh, in that short period of time, just in this year alone, we've gone from last to 63rd. So, you know, that 5,800 and some change, y'all are playing catch-up. <laughs> you guys are playing catch-up, man. Um, but we're going to try to keep it rolling here, right? We're going to try to keep it rolling. And I, I'm, I'm, this is not throwing shade. I, I, those of you that have been day one riders, you know when we're going, we're going. And a lot of these other cappers that are out there that are talking all this and saying all that and providing these things, they're on this website too. And I challenge you to look on this list and track their plays at what what because they're third party tracking. See what they're really betting. See what their win percentages really are. Because we're still making plays even when we were getting our asses kicked. And we're still making plays now that we're kicking ass. The tune doesn't change. And I think you'd be surprised at how many are on the podcast sphere, on the rotations, on the thing saying that they're doing this or doing that, or they talk and they make no acknowledgments of how good, or they make acknowledgments when they do good, but not necessarily when they do that they do bad or that the severity in which they're doing bad. There are some, there's some work to be done in the integrity in the integrity department. With some folks out there. Some. You also be surprised how many people are throwing out and betting 15 to 30 plays an event. All kinds of crazy props. All kinds of stuff. Some dudes are profitable, right? Because they hit a, a, a plus 3,300 somebody by knockout in round three prop. Meanwhile, they drop 14 other plays. They hit that one, and it salvages the night for them for like plus two, plus three units, right? And then they're getting on the Instagrams, getting on the tweeters, and going plus two, two units profit, baby. Yeah, but you you miss fourteen. You got fourteen things wrong, right? I mean, if I go to the range and I shoot my shotgun or I shoot a shotgun at a target in one piece of bird shot. Hits the target, I'm not going to go, bro, sniper, baby. <laughs> sniper. <laughs> that's not that's not the way that works. Now, there's times in betting when that is the way it works, 100%. Money is money. Green is green. Do you. Look, do you. But as a content creator, right, you throw out 15, 20 plays, right? We come on the show. I come on the show, and I tell you. X, Y, and Z, ABC prop, everything in between. But then I go online and I only track a couple of them. And then you decide of the things I say, you're only going to play a couple of them, right? Because that's what happens. I sit here and I can give you 10 plays I really like. You're going to listen to my voice and you're going to go, he really likes this one. He really likes this one. He didn't like this one that much. He didn't like that one that much. He really likes this one. And you're going to play those three out of those five. The two that you don't play be the two that hit and the three that you thought out were, were the ones that really. So what ends up happening is, is people follow along because they believe the hype. They believe the sell, right? They believe the art of the sell. 
and then it misses, and then that's why people get mad. People get real mad. And that just, it shakes out like that a lot. It really shakes out like that quite a bit. Um, like a year plus ago, doing the show with Trey, we just tracked our money line. We would just give, we would give bets for every money line. We would just go, all right, this is who we think is going to win. And it's very easy, not to say it's very easy, but you could, you know, it's, e gosh, I keep wanting to say it's easy. It's probable and very possible that you can get between 60 and 75% right money line just by doing that. Right. But people look at that and they don't, they factor in, or you need to factor in that some of those are minus 800 favorites. And we're just going through going, I think this guy's going to win. This girl's going to win this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy. We're not tracking the units. We're not doing anything. We're just saying, and then say, oh, well, we ended the year, you know, 253 wins, 112 losses, 113 losses, right? Okay. That looks great, man. Oh, wow. We smacked that, you know, that 68%, 69%. Wow. Great. Great. But you can be unprofitable hitting 69%. You can. So I think the, the the whole reason why I'm saying all this is you go on there, if you go on and you look, you can, you can see what people are doing. Because you as a listener, you as a degenerate, right? Because I feel like everybody that listens to this show is a hardcore gambler or um, somebody that just doesn't like things that are on the, 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 the beaten path, things that are off the beaten path. So however you found yourself here, however you continue to find yourself here, I think we, we all ascribe at this point to the same basic principles, mantras when it comes to betting, right? We try not to get too cute. We try, we, you know, we look for trends, we look for momentum. And whenever we see something, we aim, we fire, and that that's it. So I it's important to me to be very cautious in what I'm putting out because, you know. I'm not saying you're going to play everything I, I put out, but if you do, I would at least like to come, have it come from a position of being genuine, right? Like I genuinely thought that was going to hit. I'm not just flinging shit up against the wall and seeing what hits, right? And then being happy when it, like you being like, oh man, I'm great, right? Well, I missed 11 of the plays I said, but that, Paul Craig round two submission plus 1900 that hit bro. But every other read you had for the day was wrong. You lucked into that and betting is lucky at times, but anyway, I hope everybody cashed last week. If you did, congratulations, congratulations. I'm, I'm overwhelmed, overjoyed for you. Hopefully that gave you a little bit of extra money going into the holidays because Lord knows ground beef is $14 a pound right now. Um, so y'all are going to need it. I haven't even looked at turkeys yet this year, bro. I don't even want to know what a freaking turkey is going to cost this year. Apparently, apparently inflation's down, even though the Fed keeps printing money. Even though the Fed keeps printing money, apparently inflation's down, right? We got it all under control. Ground beef, $14 a pound. I don't even want to know what turkey's going to be this year. I cannot imagine what that damn turkey is going to be. We might be having chicken. We might be having chicken for Thanksgiving this year. It's, it's, it's possible. It's possible. But anyway, 
I hope you cashed. I hope you made some money. Um, good luck to you this weekend. Good luck to you this weekend. If you want to interact in any way, shape, or form, chat at punchlistmma.com. Shout out to everybody that continues to support the show. I love you and I appreciate you. I do. I do. You can like, you can subscribe, you can share, you can do all that stuff. You can leave a review on Spotify or iTunes or whatever. <laughs> and shout out to all my Spotify people. I had a couple Spotify people hit me up this week, actually. Um, you guys are the hardest demographic to track. Because the numbers reporting for Spotify is completely separate when it comes to hosting. So you're the hardest to track. Um, so I, I, I love my Spotify people. I love my Spotify people. Um, so I, I appreciate you. I appreciate your encouragement. I hope you guys all have a great rest of the week. Have a great, safe and profitable Saturday. We got Brendan Allen versus Paul Craig. You heard the plays bet responsibly. God bless you. And we will see you guys next week.